European Heart Journal, Issue at a Glance, Volume 44, Issue 32, Focus Issue, Thrombosis and Antithrombotic Treatment, by Editor-in-Chief Professor Filippo Crea, read to you by Morgan Bryan. Antithrombotic Treatment, Personalized Antiplatelet Therapies, and Lessons from the Gut Microbiota. The balance between benefit and risk with antithrombotic treatment is a moving target. This focus issue on thrombosis and antithrombotic treatment contains the special article Management of Patients on Antithrombotic Therapy with Severe Infections, a joint clinical consensus statement of the ESC Working Group on Thrombosis, the ESC Working Group on Atherosclerosis and Vascular Biology, and the International Society on Thrombosis and Hemostasis, by Bruno Gigante and colleagues from the Karolinska Institutet in Stockholm, Sweden. The authors note that patients with severe infections and a pre-existing indication for antithrombotic therapy, i.e. antiplatelet agents, anticoagulant drugs or their combinations, require integrated clinical counselling from specialists in coagulation, infectious disease, and cardiology due to sepsis-induced coagulopathy that frequently occurs. Bacterial and viral pathogens constitute an increasing threat to global public health, especially for patients with ongoing antithrombotic treatment who have a high risk of thrombotic recurrences and high susceptibility to severe infections with increased morbidity and mortality. Similarly, sepsis survivors are at increased risk for major vascular events. Coagulopathy complicating severe infections is associated with a high mortality and obligates clinicians to adjust antithrombotic drug type and dosing to avoid bleeding while preventing thrombotic complications. This clinical consensus statement reviews the best available evidence to provide expert opinion and statements on the management of patients hospitalised for severe bacterial or viral infections with a pre-existing indication for antithrombotic therapy, single or combined, at risk for sepsis-induced coagulopathy. Balancing the risk of thrombosis and bleeding in these patients is crucial to prevent events, thus improving outcomes and prognosis. Coronary artery disease, or CAD, is one of the leading causes of death globally and antiplatelet therapy is crucial for both its prevention and its treatment. In a state-of-the-art review article entitled Personalised Antiplatelet Therapies for Coronary Artery Disease – What the Future Holds Davide Capadano from the University of Catania in Italy and Dominic Angiolillo from the University of Florida College of Medicine, Jacksonville note that antiplatelet drugs such as aspirin and P2Y12 inhibitors, are commonly used to reduce the risk of thrombotic events, including myocardial infarction, stroke and stent thrombosis. However, the benefits associated with the use of antiplatelet drugs also come with a risk of bleeding complications. The ever-growing understanding of the poor prognostic implications associated with bleeding has set the foundations for defining strategies that can mitigate such safety concerns without any trade-off in antithrombotic protection. To this extent, 
personalized antiplatelet therapy has emerged as a paradigm that optimizes the balance between safety and efficacy by customizing treatment to the individual patient's needs and risk profile. Accurate risk stratification for both bleeding and thrombosis can aid in selecting the optimal antiplatelet therapy and prevent serious life-threatening outcomes. Risk stratification has traditionally included clinical and demographic characteristics and has expanded to incorporate angiographic features and laboratory findings. The availability of bedside platelet function testing, as well as rapid genotyping assays, has also allowed for a more individualized selection of antiplatelet therapy. This review provides a comprehensive overview of the current state of the art and future trends in personalized antiplatelet therapy for patients with CAD, with emphasis on those presenting with an acute coronary syndrome and undergoing percutaneous coronary revascularization. The aim is to provide clinicians with a comprehensive understanding of personalized antiplatelet therapy and facilitate informed clinical decision-making. Risk stratification is used for decisions regarding the need for imaging in patients with clinically suspected acute pulmonary embolism, or PE. In a meta-analysis article entitled Diagnostic Management of Acute Pulmonary Embolism, a prediction model based on a patient data meta-analysis. Nick van Es and colleagues from the University of Amsterdam in the Netherlands sought to develop a clinical prediction model that provides an individualized accurate probability estimate for the presence of acute PE in patients with suspected disease based on readily available clinical items and D-dimmer concentrations. An individual patient data meta-analysis was performed based on 16 cross-sectional or prospective studies with data from greater than 28,000 adult patients with clinically suspected PE from various clinical settings, including primary care, emergency care, and hospitalized or nursing home patients. A multi-level logistic regression model was built and validated including 10 a priori defined objective candidate predictors to predict PE at baseline or venous thromboembolism, or VTE, during follow-up of 30 to 90 days. Multiple imputation was used for missing data. Backward elimination was performed with a p-value of less than 0.10. Discrimination, C-statistic with 95% confidence intervals, or CIs, and prediction intervals, or PIs, and calibration, outcome to expected, or O to E ratio and calibration plot, were evaluated based on internal stroke external cross-validation. The accuracy of the model was subsequently compared with algorithms based on the well score and D-dimmer testing. The final model included age in years, sex, previous VTE, recent surgery or immobilization, hemoptosis, cancer, clinical signs of deep vein thrombosis, inpatient status, D-dimmer in micrograms per liter, and an interaction term between age and D-dimmer. The pooled C-statistic was 0.87, and overall calibration was very good. Pooled O2E ratio 0.99.
The model slightly overestimated VTE probability in the lower range of estimated probabilities. Discrimination of the current model in the validation datasets was better than that of the well scores combined with a D-dimmer threshold based on age, see statistic 0.73, or structured clinical pretest probability, see statistic 0.79. Van Ness and colleagues conclude that the present model provides an absolute individualized probability of PE presence in a broad population of patients with suspected PE with very good discrimination and calibration. Its clinical utility needs to be evaluated in a prospective management or impact study. The contribution is accompanied by an editorial by Thomas Zelnicker and Irena Lang from the Medical University of Vienna in Austria. The authors conclude that many scores are already in place and the present one represents a significant and laudable step towards achieving routine digital decision-making in PE care. One of the key advantages of the new score is the convenience it offers physicians, as it can be easily accessed and utilised through a mobile app with just a few clicks. Precision microbiome modulation as a novel treatment strategy is a rapidly evolving and sought goal. In a clinical research article entitled Atlas of Gut Microbe-Derived Products from Aromatic Amino Acids and Risk of Cardiovascular Morbidity and Mortality. Ina Nemet and colleagues from the Lerner Research Institute in Cleveland, Ohio, USA aim to determine relationships among systemic gut microbial metabolite levels and incident cardiovascular disease risks to identify gut microbial pathways as possible targets for personalized therapeutic interventions. Stable isotope dilution mass spectrometry methods to quantitatively measure aromatic amino acids and their metabolites were used to examine sequential subjects undergoing elective diagnostic cardiac evaluation in two independent cohorts with longitudinal outcome data US N equaling 4000 and EU N equaling 833 cohorts. It was also used in plasma from humans and mice before versus after a cocktail of poorly absorbed antibiotics to suppress gut microbiota. Multiple aromatic amino acid derived metabolites that originate, at least in part, from gut bacteria were associated with incident, three year, major adverse cardiovascular event or MACE risks, myocardial infarction, stroke or death, and all-cause mortality independent of traditional risk factors. Key gut microbiota-derived metabolites associated with incident MACE and poorer survival risks include 1. Phenylacetylglutamine and phenylacetylglycine from phenylalanine 2. p from tyrosine yielding P-cresol sulfate and P-cresol glucoronide, 3,4-hydroxyphenolactic acid from tyrosine, yielding 4-hydroxybenzoic acid and 4-hydroxyhypuric acid, 4-indole from tryptophan, yielding indole glucoronide and indoxysulfate, 5-indole-3-pyruvic acid from tryptophan, yielding indole-3-lactic acid and indole-3-acetylglutamine, and 6. 5-hydroxyindole-3-acetic acid 
from tryptophan. Nemet et al. conclude that this study identifies key gut microbiota-generated metabolites derived from aromatic amino acids independently associated with incident adverse cardiovascular outcomes. It is of interest that each of these metabolites has previously been shown to affect platelet function and thrombosis potential both in vitro and in vivo. This manuscript is accompanied by an editorial by Barbara Staholi, Michael Schaal and Christiane Matte from the University Hospital Zurich in Switzerland. The authors conclude that this study enriches the pool of candidate gut microbiome-derived metabolites associated with incident cardiovascular risk. The authors show that distinct aromatic amino acid metabolites are prognostic markers for adverse ischemic events beyond the traditional cardiovascular risk factors. A cause-effect relationship remains to be proven. Notably, the results of this atlas pave the way for future mechanistic and randomized studies in this field and facilitate identification and development of gut microbiome-based personalized therapies for cardiovascular disease. The issue is also complemented by two discussion forum contributions. In a commentary entitled, Comparison of Bleeding Risk Between Standard Ticagrelor and Prasagol Therapies Without De-Escalation Strategy. Selçuk Shen from the Istanbul University in Turkey comments on the recent publication Dual Antiplatelet Therapy De-Escalation in Acute Coronary Syndrome An Individual Patient Meta-Analysis by Ji-Hoon Kang and colleagues from the Seoul National University Hospital in South Korea. Kang et al. respond in a separate comment. The editors hope that this issue of the European Heart Journal will be of interest to its listeners.